0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast, and I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Poccia With me, as always, is best supporting co-host Sam Greses.
1: Oh, thank you. I'd like to thank uh, the Academy and um, uh, me, because that's it. That's I did it all myself.
0: We need more people celebrating themselves. We need more just thank yous less less thanking god more thanking yourself
1: you know i I don't know i don't know how serious you're being right now but that is something that i actually would like the fake humility at awards shows is i think really shitty um for one because i think that a lot of people like uh, like folks who are millennial and younger uh like when they make a thing that is good, their their instinct is to not own it, right? And to be like, I am not proud. Like, oh, I hope you like it. Oh man, I oh man, I worked so uh, so hard on it. I hope you like it. Oh, but it's probably just crap, you know. Own the yeah. stuff. If you make something and you're proud of it, own it and take and take responsibility for it. And like, if it was all your work, just just uh, y- you know, take credit for it yourself because. You made it, and be proud of yourself. Anyway. Honestly, I, so I kind of
0: have this pet peeve about athletes. I uh-huh. get kind of annoyed yeah. whenever athletes like do something cool and then like post game interviews or whatever. They just start thanking God for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I've always felt that that kind of subtly implies that God fucked everyone else over
1: sure yeah like, a little bit like if you get the if you get the
0: game-winning touchdown just like oh yeah thank god for all that stuff like it's like oh god seven just like so did god just like the cornerback who was covering you and wasn't able to make the play did god just say hey that guy fuck off like you, you ain't shit
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: No, no no dude the wide receiver no, prayed harder shit. than
1: the cornerback did that's how that's how it works
0: yeah, you you think you were the only guy on the field praying to like get the ball or like not make a stop or that kind of that kind of crap? Like no, like, no, like come on, th- you did that. That shit was you. You ran that route. You made that jump. That wasn't God. That was you. Be proud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be fake humble and attribute it to invisible sky man. Uh, Take yeah. control and be like, yeah, I did that shit.
1: I think I think in sports there's you know again not to not to be uh to to bring this into a a much larger thing but i think that uh there's a lot of racial uh shit tied up in that um where you know if if a uh, like a black skill player were to be like oh yeah you know i'm i'm the best one on the field um or like yeah i, I fucking really i I was feeling myself today and I owned it and I did a really good job. A lot of horrific people out there will be like, oh, well, maybe, you know, act humble, play like you've been there before, you know, all uh, that shit, right? you're not it's wrong. The worst. It's, the worst. it's the worst. It's the worst. So like, so yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. Like I, I wish, I wish we lived in a world where if people like people could, brag a little bit about their awesome accomplishments without that being the initial reaction uh but I just you know we've seen we've seen that happen time and time again you know when yeah so so my, my thing is there's there's probably at least in sports a bit of a reason for it you know what I mean
0: yeah there's there there's that mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. I guess still think it's stupid. Oh, it is. Stu- oh, moment. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm agreeing with
0: my you. My favorite know. moment in all of God praising was when Stevie Johnson blamed God for his game-winning drop against the Steelers. <laughs> All-time great praise God moment.
1: That's that's what all- you, that's that's how to fix it. No, that's how to fix it is is you stop praising God, you start blaming God.
0: Mhm. If you're not going to take credit for your accomplishments, then it's, yeah, not then then it's not your fault. Then it's not your fault when
1: you fail, right? Exactly, exactly. You like, yeah, because then you're just you're 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 working against yourself at that point. You just gotta, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, at least get the benefit of like, of having nothing ever be your fault. Yeah,
0: nothing is ever your fault. Everything bad that happens to you is someone else's fault, and everything good that happens to you is God. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. that's just how it is. Life is completely meaningless. We are all on a predestined path to do exactly what we do at every single moment. Nothing matters. Yep. Let it all burn. Let it all burn. Just just give up. You can't stop the destiny train. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a pretty good weekend of football. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably start with the big upset.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I listen. I'm. I've never been happier to be. An idiot, right? Like, fuck, fuck.
0: I mean, if you're an idiot, we're all idiots because.
1: Well, uh, so so here's the thing. Wow. We both alluded to this. We actually both alluded to the fact that this might happen, and that this matchup.
0: It is isn't... pretty much exactly what I said. Yeah, would happen yeah, if you the Titans. Like the scenario for the Titans to win would be to jump out to an early lead and grind the Ravens down. That's exactly what happened. The mm-hmm. Titans jumped mm-hmm. out to an early lead and they just grinded the Ravens into a paste. Right. This is the kind of thing that kind of makes me think that the Titans might actually be able to do it. Because week one, yep. yep, week one against the Patriots, that team was not, that was a team ripe for being upset. Obviously, with their pedigree, we were all like, well, the Patriots are probably going to win, Titans are the sixth seed, whatever, but... In retrospect, now that they've officially lost and the mystique about them is gone for at least this season. Right. That team was ripe for a failure. They they had faced an easy schedule all year. Yep. They were messed up on kind of both sides of the ball. There, there's That team was ripe for an upset, and the Titans team matched up well against them. The right. Titan the, There was no reason to think the Titans would beat the Ravens. No, none. Especially
1: as— rudely as they did yeah that's that's the thing yep yep and i fucking everyone immediately got on got off the lamar jackson hype train you know well at least which is sad because degree. like he
0: didn't have a great game he made a couple of bad mistakes in that game but he was also the best thing about the ravens that game yeah he had like 500 yards by his own damn self Him, uh, Hollywood, (laughs) were like the only things that did anything. The running game was non-existent. Everybody else in the offense was non-existent. The defense didn't do anything. Defense is talking all week. Earl Thomas is talking big game about how Patriots didn't look like they were excited about stopping Derrick Henry. And
1: they gave up more
0: yards to Derrick Henry than the Patriots did. They They played the Titans worse than the Patriots did.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely, they did. They they did, and like I hate to say that, but it's true.
0: It, the Ravens, watching the Ravens team, I got that vibe you get occasionally when a team gets a little too full of itself. That mm-hmm. it felt like the Ravens, they faced like a couple of good teams early in the season, and they were they were two and two at one point. Right. Like they started strong, but then they lost to the Chiefs and the Browns, and we were all just like, oh, maybe the Ravens are flawed. But then they just. Won every other game. Yeah, it's they a just,
1: historically great. They just cruised year. through.
0: Yeah. It was an incredible season, and they got. You could kind of get the sense that they believe their own hype a little bit. I maybe. And they came out and they looked inexperienced. They looked like they weren't ready for the game. Like ah. the Titans, a lot of a lot of points have been made that the Titans have kind of been in playoff mode since like week fifteen. Mm-hmm. So they're just. They got nothing to lose and they've had nothing to lose for weeks. The Ravens, they didn't even play their starters in week 17. Like they've been coasting. They haven't, they were, they looked rusty and all this other stuff. And that's possible. But honestly, I just, they just came out flat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we can try and ascribe as much meaning to it as we want. And I I think that you are right that, that, I mean, is due to some combination of, them not believing the—or uh, them maybe believing the, the hype, them thinking that, like, maybe, like, that this, at best, was a trap game. That, that like, if they just execute, they should be able to win, um, as long as they're able to contain Derrick Henry, and, you know, we know how that ended. I, I just don't— It did almost feel like they didn't take
0: the Titans as seriously as they should
1: have. Right. I, I just don't—I I don't think you can— you can uh chalk this game up as an indictment of the ravens right like yeah i'm wrong they 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 weren't you know they're not going to make the super bowl this year i still think that they they're the best team in football this year um and i also think that their window is still like is still they got wide, a wide open. window. The guy just yeah, window. the guy's gonna win gone. MVP
0: and he's twenty two years old. Exactly. The Ravens are gonna be in the mix for the next for the foreseeable future. Right. The Ravens are gonna be fine. This that's was the, the, the punch the in the gut that they needed for future seasons. Like right. if you don't have right. success without failure. This was the punch that gives them the resolve that oh, we gotta take things a little bit more seriously next time we get here.
1: This was this Lamar Jackson's first playoff start?
0: No, he he started last year and he had a terrible game. That's he what like I thought. Fumbled okay. the ball constantly right. against the Chargers. Yeah. Like okay. he had a he had a bad game. Right. And he came back and this I I would almost say that this game was kind of a fault of the coaching
1: mm-hmm.
0: more than a lot of stuff because Lamar was fine. Like one one right. thing you got to yeah. notice about this game is like the Ravens actually probably did better than the score indicates. Almost every single drive they had ended in Titans territory. Mm-hmm. It's just. They kept fucking up on fourth downs. They kept having turnovers that stopped drives. They they couldn't finish a drive. That was right. the problem. They right. they would march down the field, and then they'd fuck up. They weren't disciplined. And because they got in a hole pretty quickly, just due to some circumstances, they started getting away from what made them special. Right. Yeah, They were a running yeah. team that took... They just ran. They just ran the ball in all these creative schemes and all this other stuff. All of a sudden, they were making Lamar throw the ball all the time, and that's just not where his strength is. Like he's not a bad quarterback in terms of throwing, but he like he's a runner. The team is built as a running team. They are right. a rushing he's, team.
1: He's both is the Like he's not going He's never gonna be an Aaron Rodgers or like a Brett. But like, Favre one
0: thing or- I notice is that. All the runs that he had were kind of scrambles instead of design runs, right. which is what they had yes. been kind of doing all season. They got right. away from their game plan because they got in a hole fast and they got scared.
1: Right. Well, and which is which is just something that's so. And, and I know, like, there's like halftime adjustments. If something isn't work, you got isn't working, you got to change it. But at the same time, it kind of feels like when, and not just the Ravens. This is like a football thing. When a team drops into a hole early, they just fucking just start throwing, like, 10 or 20 yards, like, past the sticks every play. And it's just like, you don't need to do that.
0: No, they weren't that far behind. The Titans, the Titans didn't pour it on that quickly. The Ravens mm-hmm. could easily have stayed in the game if they had just stuck to what they were good at, stuck to what they could do, kept the Titans off the field by staying on the field and rushing. They could have easily come back into this game, but they didn't. They started panicking, and it showed. And that's the right. kind of thing that a game like this is good for in the future, because you get punched, you you sit there, and you're like, we got away from what made us good. Mm-hmm. You, we tried to play their game we, instead of our game, and we lost it. Yes. This is the kind of thing that's going to help the Ravens in the future, this young, good team, to look at future competition and be like, all right, we just got to stick to what we're good at. Because that's what you see with experienced teams like yeah, the Patriots. True. And stuff that's like true. That. They, just, they just keep their game plan going
1: and like and minor it works. Edits, and they like only get desperate
0: edits. if it's like... The fourth quarter and they're down by three scores. Then you start getting that's crazy. You, then you start doing weird shit.
1: Not to go back to the, the fucking Falcons Super Bowl, but they didn't change the game plan at halftime. They made small, minor tweaks and they and then they just executed, right? And that is how mm-hmm. they came back. It was methodical and inevitable, right? And that's why it worked. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. It's this. This is not like this is not.
0: And this will kind of go into a play on the second interesting game that we should talk about. Well, is the
1: Chiefs. Can we talk about the Titans real quick before we move on uh, to that? I know. I know you had a good segue. I just want to point out just real quick that if the Titans win this week and if the Titans somehow win the Super Bowl, which I am now like I, I am. I want them to go all the way now, and I, I am one hundred percent on the Titans'
0: bandwagon right yeah. now. Yeah,
1: um, it will be. Can you think of any harder, uh, like any more difficult path a team has taken to a Super Bowl win in the past? Um, the two
0: thousand seven Giants.
1: Okay, so so remind me who they played before they played the they Patriots.
0: played the division winning Bucks. Okay, uh, then they played the best team in the nfc cowboys okay uh romo des and all sure. them then oh, they yeah, went yeah. with uh brett Favre in lambeau in his final green bay season when he was lighting shit up damn and they yeah. went like into lambeau okay. in the lambo and like the most the, like the s- second or third coldest game of all time and they beat brett Favre and the packers in lambeau and then they went against the unstoppable 18-0 Patriots, okay. and won the game.
1: That's fair. I, I, That's I kind of why I'm on
0: the Titans that. bandwagon right now, because yeah. they're doing something very similar, and I yes. have, maybe because of 2007, I have such a soft spot for those teams that people don't respect mm-hmm. and are going in there and surprising everyone and gut-punching everyone, and everyone's picking the other team, and they just keep going, fuck you, I got nothing to lose, and punching yeah. those teams in the face. I... This Titans team reminds me of that. I love the underdog. I love the chaos they're suing. It's fantastic.
1: We were both saying we're... At the beginning of the season, we're rooting for chaos. I also just... It's very impressive to see a team have to do this on boss rush mode. You know? I don't know. <laughs> you got you got the Patriots, then the Ravens, then the Chiefs, then presumably the 49ers. Um, yeah. Unless they, they get exposed as the frauds that they are. You know? <laughs> it's 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 a fraud fest in the uh
0: I want the AFC to win the Super Bowl. That's me what Me too. You, oh
1: my you, god, me too. Me the AFC too, really. is so
0: much cooler than the NFC. It Fuck the really NFC is, this season. Really the is. NFC sucks.
1: The 49ers are
0: okay to watch. I think. Yeah, they're they're at least fun to watch. But, they're, they're, they're but, a but their good strength team. is in
1: their line play, generally, and that's just not – it's not as fun to watch as literally any, any of these AFC squads uh, the Patriots uh, accepted, right? Like every single team on the AFC is incredibly dynamic, incredibly fun to watch, and incredibly unpredictable except for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I want the AFC to win it this year. I agree. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. Whoever man. whoever
0: comes out of the AFC, 100 percent rooting for them. So yeah, you can absolutely. talk about the other insane KZ chaos yeah, game. Jesus, Chiefs Texans may have been the most bizarre, insane first half of football I've seen uh-huh. in a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That this was the funny thing is about this game is it felt very early. Like what was happening to the Ravens in the Titans game? The Texans right. came out. Some things went wrong for the Chiefs. Texans jumped out to a big early lead, and we're like, "This is bad." The Chiefs, the Chiefs are boned. We literally last night we just watched this team that should have been better go down early, and everything gets fucked up. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. the Chiefs just exploded yeah they stuck to what they were good with they got some lucky breaks well i was gonna and they say just... you
1: can't you can't uh, just say it wasn't it wasn't only that right it wasn't only they got that, into but... it
0: a, they got back into it a little bit faster. it was hard to look at that game and not think that the chiefs were going to win it Ultimately, yeah. considering yeah. just how much they dominated the second half. Mm-hmm. But they got back into it incredibly quickly, thanks to some nonsense. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was a lot of chaotic nonsense in that first half. There was, there was a muffed punt. The Chiefs muffed a punt, which yeah. gave the Texans an easy score. Then later on, the Texans muffed a punt or a kickoff run back, which gave the Chiefs an easy score. It was delightful. It was, like, you couldn't look away because every single drive was ending with something stupid. It was fantastic. Right. And it was I, such yeah. a swing. I can't, the Texans, they got off so early and I still, I have this vivid image of them cutting to a commercial break and they're showing a clip of uh, Watson on the sideline and he's, like, air guitaring with a giant smile on his face. <laughs> and it's it's, like... 24 to nothing they're going uh-huh. to a commercial yeah. break they had yeah. just kicked the field goal and he's just sitting there air guitaring with a big smile on his face and you can see the chiefs fans behind him just like looking deflated like i can't imagine what that feeling must have been like at the game well for a and Chiefs then,
1: fan too i mean you made the fucking comic about it right and it's you can't even feel bad for the people that left or at least i can't you know like what what the fuck are you gonna do you've been i don't know I just, I, uh, ah,
0: ah, it was amazing how quickly it, it was an incredible comeback that didn't even feel like a comeback by the end of the game. That's how fast it happened. Right. It was 10 minutes of actual football time and you felt the instant everything changed. And it was the field goal attempt Mm. when the field, they had fourth and inches deep in Kansas city territory they originally line up like they're gonna go for it, which at that point you should. You punch it in there. Yes. It's twenty-eight to nothing. You have completely deflated this team. But they decide to settle back. They decide to go for the cowardly easy field goal. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "Well, I guess it's points." But like, come on, man, this is the playoffs. You go for it. You punch it in. You do. You do the right thing. Yeah. You yeah. make. You make a statement. Like, you're at a very hostile crowd. You have to completely take the crowd it's out of it. You, right, have, to you have to shut to them down.
1: Yeah. That's yes.
0: that's the way you win at away playoff games is you, demoral- you take the crowd out of it and then you just grind the soul out of the team, the home team. That's, yes. That's what you got to do. Yeah. But they backed off. They took the easy kick. Chiefs went down, scored a quick touchdown to finally give themselves a little bit of life. All of a sudden, it's a 17-point game. It's not. It's not close. No. But it's not 24 to nothing anymore. Yeah. Right. And there's still a lot of football left, and you're like, it was that was a quick score. I guess there's still a chance that the Chiefs could come back in it. And I was hoping for the Chiefs to come back in at that point because that would make the game more interesting. I didn't want to watch a blowout all the way through. I wanted to at least watch more interesting football than that. And then they go for the fake. Punt deep in their own territory for some goddamn reason. Yeah, it fails, and that was the moment where I was like, "Oh shit, the Chiefs are going to win this."
1: Well, the the so the issue there, and this this happens a lot in like, and I don't know why coaches do this. Right, it, it's it's kind of the equivalent of a ref's makeup call, right? Where if you where, like, yeah, if you, if you, uh, punt instead of going for it on fourth and one from like, uh, the, the 45, right? Or, uh, you, um, yeah, you, you kick a field goal instead of try and punch the ball in when it's, you know, fourth and goal. Then, like, on the next play or on the next series, a lot of teams will then, like, do this wildly stupid uh, aggressive thing because m- maybe they know they fucked up or yeah, I think that's what it I felt know. like. It like, felt like Bill
0: O'Brien heard all the tweets of us yeah. calling him a coward for the field goal and was like, oh, okay, I, I got to make that up for it and made an incredibly stupid fake punt call. The, on- right. the no, only logic for that. that's not to calling what we were asking that— for. The only logic to that fake punt that I can come up with was it was such a bad time for a fake punt that the other team wouldn't see it coming. That was like right. the only yeah. justification yeah, 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 yeah. that I could possibly think for that fake punt. It was mm-hmm. such a bad call. Right. And the best thing about this game is it's the kind of game like I, I've i gone on before, and I think we've both gone on before, how neither of us are complete stats nerds. No. Because there's just so many variables and everything like that, and I can't stand how those stat data nerds remove a lot of the human element to the game. And I know you cannot quantify momentum and spirit, but if you had to talk about momentum, that first half is the example I would point to as it being a thing. Because you could fucking feel it. Yes. You could, as soon as that punt was muffed, and the Chiefs picked it up and scored like three plays later. You just felt it. The crowd was back in it. The Chiefs all looked so much they didn't look like they were behind. They had no. the body language of a team full of confidence and the Texans looked shell-shocked. You could see it. That mentality, yep. that affects play. It's yep. it's psychology.
1: You can't measure it, but it's there. Right. It's human element. This is what we talk about when we talk about, like, momentum, right? And that and that word has a lot, like, covers a lot of uh, different things, right? Yeah, the psychology of, like, oh, they just scored, we're now feeling the pressure, and we, and that pressure is making us make decisions slightly worse. Or, we have just scored, now we're feeling ourselves a little bit, we can loosen up, and execute better and not kind of be uh overthinking you know there's a lot that goes on with that right and like this is why i i am uh, a fan of momentum in terms of a game and not in terms of a season does that make sense like a lot of Talking heads like on ESPN will talk about like, oh, they're going into this game with a winning streak and and, you know, that will work in their favor. But like, I don't know, I'm I'm much more a fan of those like those smaller moments. Like, yeah, like you're talking about where you can kind of see the psychology of the game change. I think that's really You can see
0: its body language. It's just that yeah. sort of. Yeah. I think about it like this. Like if you're at work and you're putting a lot of effort in and it's like you and someone else are up for the same promotion and they get picked over you. A lot of people are going to respond the same way. They're going to go into work the next week deflated and they're not going to want to really do their job because it felt like it wasn't for anything. You've kind of lost the momentum. Obviously some people will respond to that adversity and be like, well now I just have to work harder to prove myself. But a lot of us, and I think it's fair to be a little demoralized and deflated and just not be as good a worker for a period of time after you get that kind of bad news
1: there's also there's also the kind of thing where like even if you can pick yourself up and use it as a motivating factor in a game like football like you get four chances right that next that next set to really try and turn things around how long can you keep that motivation going if like it's really slow like progress is slow you know what i mean like if yeah. you go if you if you go three and out that first time, like how it, it's it's not going to be as easy to like use that as a motivating factor, right? And and I know that all this is diff, like different based on different people, different athletes, and part of being a really great athlete is minimizing that, obviously. Yeah, part
0: of like part of the like a lot of the people who. Don't like momentum and say that it doesn't a thing, which is like, well, they're, they're professionals. It's their job to get back in there and not let it phase you and everything like that. And, like, yeah, sure, that's their job. Saying that's a lot easier than doing it, especially right. in a high adrenaline, high octane, highly kind of emotional sort of situation that is sports. Mm-hmm. Like, sports thrives on adrenaline and like aggression and emotions like that. And right. yes, it it is your job to not let that shit bother you and get back to work. It's not always easy, especially when a bunch of shit goes wrong all at once.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. There. And yeah, because we're all we're all fucking human, right? And and it's not the kind of thing because you have to have competitor brain to do this. It's not the kind of thing where you can compartmentalize. You know, this is why
0: trash talk is a thing. Exactly. Trash talk. You exactly. can't quantify the effect trash talk has, but many players have gone on about it. They they talk about like Andrew Luck, how his trash talk was basically being nice, and yeah. players have talked yeah. about how that was demoralizing it, yeah. because it felt like they couldn't get to him.
1: There are there are so many and it's it's across sports and esports too. Like people have gone on record and said, like, yeah, uh boxing, right? Uh, MMA, like people g- get into each other's heads and it affects how they play. There are people um at like at fighting game tournaments who will talk during the match and it will like specifically to get the opponent off their game. and that's why people like wear headphones during those matches. It's it's it, this is like a real thing, and this
0: is why we have things that like when you see baseball players, pitchers who suddenly start, you, you talk about how they have the yips. Yes, it's there. Yes, the mental That's component a psychological is there. Thing.
1: It's a mental block, and you can't you can't measure that. Nope. but it exists, and I'd be I'd be excited to see someone try. I I I don't think it's possible, but that would be the, that'd be y- really yips cool. per
0: inning factor. Just like what what. What's his uh, YPI? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What's it, what's his
0: yip percentage? <laughs> and uh, the other two games happened, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, the
0: other two games. 49ers-Vikings went about as expected. The 49ers are just a better team than the Vikings were.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, it was also the the other thing is I think that was a bad matchup for the Vikings.
0: Yeah, um, I think the Saints would have given the Forty Nine ers a a better fight.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. The Vikings kind of aren't built to to beat a team like the Forty Nine ers.
0: They're they're really not. And Packers, oh Seahawks. Oh that was I I was hoping we'd at least find out which one of these teams wasn't a fraud, but I didn't come out feeling good about the Packers. Yeah, Like, they won another game, and I still don't feel good about them.
1: Me either. Me either. I I, I was, yeah, I was hoping, because it was like, which team is more of a fraud, and you kind of don't really have an answer. Yeah, kind of the Packers get it by default, but at the same time, man, I don't
0: they let the seahawks come back into that game yeah after getting out to a big lead and apparently that's been kind of a running theme this year i haven't paid a ton of attention to the packers but it seems like they get out to a lead and then they just kind of sit on it as the other team comes crawling back into it it's which, a
1: really really great way to lose a football game
0: <laughs> that's a really good way to get fucked up if something doesn't go right early like, right. The, the Packers feel like a team that if they get down early, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. They're not going to chiefs it. They're right. going to Ravens it.
1: Yes. Which
0: yes. is exactly what happened in the previous 49ers Packers matchup in November. The 49ers obliterated the Packers. It was their worst loss of the season. And it's hard to look at this upcoming matchup and not think it's probably going to happen again. Right. Who would you rather see out of those two teams represent the NFC?
1: Um, rather see. Fuck.
0: I mean, at this point, I, mean, he- I think I'd probably rather watch the 49ers simply because they're more interesting to watch. They have more interesting players, like George Kittle is fun to watch. Dabo is... F- Debo. Debo? Yeah, Debo is Samuel. It Debo, De- Debo yeah. Samuel, he's fun to watch. Yes. Uh, Garoppolo has really good smile. Just Just a beautiful, beautiful man. Kyle so- Shanahan comes up with interesting plays like
1: here's they're just a
0: more enjoyable football team to watch i
1: can't i can't think of many combinations out of these four teams that don't result in a pretty fucking great watchable super bowl right if it's titans packers we have a a it'll
0: probably be fairly low scoring but we have grinded out high
1: chance for clown ball i i think Right. We have we have a relatively high chance for some clown ball in that game Um, that that to me ranks as the least, I think, watchable of of the possible scenarios. Chiefs Packers will will probably just be a like Packers trouncing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll but, you know, it'll be highlight real stuff. It'll be fun to fun to watch. Um, because it's fun to watch the Chiefs win games. I, for, I feel like yeah. we forget that a blowout Super Bowl can be fun to watch. Um,
0: there was something fun to watch about the Seahawks' dismantling of the Broncos. Yes, there was, right? There was yes, absolutely. a kind of that was hilarity to it. the first game I
1: thought of. Yeah, that was the absolute first game I thought of. And I was like, I fucking love that uh, Super Bowl. I still that, remember watching it.
0: I remember that game better than I remember last year's Super Bowl. Yes,
1: same like, here. that there was just it it got
0: off to such a ridiculous start it was it was yeah. a huge blowout but it was comedy like mm-hmm. that like the the broncos had the stupid snap go over their head immediately and from that point on you were just laughing at yes. this complete and utter dismantling of the broncos cuz like Within a quarter, you're like, okay, the Seahawks won this game. Now let's just see how ugly it gets. And it got so ugly
1: for the Broncos
0: that it was funny.
1: In a Super Bowl scenario, right, when you have people over, some of whom probably don't care that much about the game and are just kind of hanging out watching the commercials and, like, eating food or whatever, like, that's a great game to have on in the background that, like, people who aren't necessarily huge football fans can check into and check out of. Right? They can
0: understand it because they exactly. see scoring happen. It's easier for you to not have to pay attention at every second because, yep. hey, the game's pretty much already kind of over. Now we can mingle. Now yes. I can go have snacks. I don't Absolutely. have to go into another room all tense because the game is actually close.
1: And and so here here's the thing. We got the opposite of that. Ideally, if the – again, unless the 49ers just kind of show their whole ass um, – we get the opposite of that, I think, in a Titans-49ers or a Chiefs-49ers game, right? A Titans-49ers game, I think, would be great because that would be, I mean, that's going to be, like, the entertaining version of Midwest football, right? Where, <laughs> where it's going to be, yeah, gr- grind it out, grind it out, grind it out, may- like, fairly low scoring, but not a, like, 7-3... to three that's gonna be
0: like a low 20s yeah, kind of score probably. kind of like a 28 to 23 kind of game. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I fucking love a 23 to 28 kind of game.
0: That's a uh, that's a good level of scoring. There's enough scoring that things are tense, but also not just waiting for something to happen.
1: Right. And then and then Chiefs 49ers will will kind of be like, I don't I don't know how to read that matchup other than Like, can the I think that
0: has probably the biggest potential for shootout, high scoring? See, that's kind of what
1: I was thinking too. Um, Because the
0: Chiefs' offense is better than the 49ers' offense. Yes. Just, I think, on a a talent level. I think the Chiefs are just more explosives. Mm The 49ers are a little bit more creative, maybe. Yeah. It's two very creative, good offensive head coaches who are going to come in with really fun game plans the defense the 49ers have a better defense than the chiefs do i think the chiefs have a slightly better offense than the 49ers do but it's going to be fun yes. like if pat mahomes plays like he did against the texans which was god mode pat mahomes which was pat mahomes of last year the pat mahomes right. we've been waiting to see all season long maybe he's finally awoken yeah that out of all the matchups i think chiefs 49ers is the one that i think will probably be the most enjoyable for everybody
1: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. As a that football might be the fan, football I can game. kind
0: of. As a football fan, I think I want to see any team but the Packers.
1: I agree. I agree with that. I, I just. Think I that don't think the Packers play chance. a fun
0: brand of football.
1: Yes, I agree. A hundred percent, I agree. Um, I, I again, I think there's a there's there is there is potential for those games to be very entertaining. Uh, pretty much. Because a Chiefs-Packers game will be all the shit I said before. But I definitely agree that, that I, despite, despite my, you know, everything I've said this season that I don't believe in them because I still don't, whatever, um... Like where I, are we even
0: at on the Forty ers jinxing at this point? Like I don't even yeah. I, like we we've we've gone through so many levels of irony jinxing that yeah, I don't even right? know where we actually have. I don't, know, I are I don't know what my
1: job here is, right? I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying. Like, am
0: I supposed to believe in them because that makes them lose? Yeah, or, Like what I don't like, like know. i do. I, I, I don't want know them what to the beat the Packers, are. but I also like don't want them to win the series. Like I don't know where our irony level of jinx is with the Forty ers uh, So agreed. I'm just kind of gonna be agreed. like don't make the games boring.
1: Yeah. That, that, I, yeah. Why just give we me that. This? We want the 49ers to win that game because it will lead to a better Super Bowl game, probably. No
0: matter what happens, I'd rather have the 49ers in the Super Bowl than the Packers. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. That's what we think about the playoffs. Uh, there were a couple of retirements this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple and surprises. one non-retirement uh, the non-retirement was Larry Fitzgerald is still gonna play yeah, ball next I, year. It
1: makes me, I mean, it makes me happy because hopefully the Cardinals will be able to be at least a little bit better. Uh, and I think I think they will be. We'll see. I, don't I, th- fucking I know.
0: think I think I think the Cardinals will be better last year. Apparently, Larry Fitzgerald had a ton of fun playing football this season. Oh, good. Obviously, I think I the offense that, that they were wonderful. playing with was enjoyable. I'm not going to complain about more Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Best button football. Best button I don't want to see it not on my TV screen.
1: Absolutely. I,
0: I need high definition Larry Fitzgerald butt. I need that in my life. And Every when week. he retires, we're going to lose that, and we're not going to appreciate it I feel as like much Larry as we Fitz, should.
1: I feel like Larry Fitzgerald's going to get an analyst job. I he, hope so, he, he but then his butt like,
0: is going to be below the depth. Yeah,
1: it's going to be, we're still it's, not going to be able to That's like, not what I want.
0: I want them I to be like, I want them to stick like a whiteboard right above his butt uh-huh. with like the X's and O's on it and he, yes. and just like another person just like diagrams football plays and maybe he talks over it and his butt's just on screen below the plays. So you could be like, well, I don't understand the plays, but there's a nice butt. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want his butt to go away. It's such a perfect butt.
1: Yes. Agreed.
0: Some retirements that were surprising. Uh, Antonio Gates finally hung up his cleats. I guess that probably should have happened a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I kind uh, of
1: forgot that he was still playing, and I do this I think he he was gonna retire last year. Yeah. But
0: then there were some injuries, so he he came back because the Chargers were like, we don't have anyone to play tight end. And he's like, Okay. So he he got he got another gear contract. He's he's calling it quits. Mm -hmm. Future Hall of Famer, best of luck to you. Yeah. Fuck you for giving us the basketball. Form, used to play basketball. Meme. Yeah, I, I blame you for that, Antonio one? Gates.
1: Oh, man.
0: I don't think he was the first tight end or player to have played basketball in college that made announcers say that, but it felt like he was the reason it became a meme.
1: That's Yeah, that's kind of what I was axing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. The one that
0: kind of shocked everybody this week was Luke keekley Yeah. Got to admit, I didn't see that coming. That was because it was like Antonio Gates retired, and then like two hours later, I turn on Twitter, and right there, like the top tweet, the most recently tweeted thing was a Sports Illustrator or whatever. It was just like the announcement had posted like a minute later. It was just Mm -hmm. Luke Kuechly, he's basically holding back emotions in front of the camera being like, I still want to play, but I don't think it's the right move. And I was like, ah,
1: shit. Yeah.
0: That's bad. big
1: we're seeing we're seeing more and more and more of those right and i i mean i don't know man i can't I it's can't blame not him, a bad thing
0: it. no it's not a bad thing that these i i saw a post on Reddit today there's a there's a guy i i may have mentioned him last week but there there's a former offensive lineman for the jaguars who's been kind of moving into like youtube and writing like insightful reddit posts from the players point of view mm-hmm. uh he he talked about there was probably, like, Luke Kuechly probably has a medical condition and was probably told by a doctor that if he continues to play, he has a risk of making whatever he has significantly worse and ruining his life for the future. And Keekley realizes that if he wants to have a long-term, good, reasonable life, he cannot continue to risk his body like this. Right. Which really does feel like the subtext to the video when you watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: 100%. Cuz you never you never really get players retire at this age that are like like because every player that's retired rec- like younger than you'd expect them to, Gronk or Calvin Johnson or the 49ers are like Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Uh, that Chris Borland, the one rookie who retired after one season, just like you, you, you watch them play and it's always like concern for something health wise. It's like, maybe I, I still want to play this game. I still love this game, but I know that if I play it, I'm going to fuck something up long term, And I just, I can't make that sacrifice.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so, I, I again, I'm for it. Like you know, this is this is the kind of shit that that the CTE scandal and lawsuits like have at least you know, even though like not enough was done, at the very least now it raised awareness. Are, yeah, the players, the, the are players, the players and are aware, at and least ideally.
0: It, it's it's also not hard to remember. That concussion Keekley had a couple seasons ago. Oh God, that where bad he was one. carted really off the field one. and he yeah, was crying. I totally forgot
1: about that. Yeah, and it
0: Jesus. was it was, it was it was one of those kinds of injuries where you you feel guilty about watching football. Mm-hmm. It, it makes you feel bad that you enjoy this sport because mm-hmm. you're you're watching him cry and go off the field, and you just your heart wretches. because it's like what am I what am I supporting. Yeah. Well, he, these people are dying for us mm-hmm. so that may have been the start of it that may have just been a, a symptom of it whatever luke Keekley has i hope that taking a break g- moving on with his life he, he certainly made enough money he made an impact like all the power to him yeah i wish you nothing but the best dude
1: yeah Yep.
0: it was fun watching you play i don't want you to slowly grind yourself into oblivion for me do mm-hmm. what's best for you
1: yeah i don't listen i don't like in an ideal world right football would be safer and and brain injuries wouldn't exist all that um in a less ideal world uh nfl careers would be shorter but but players would be paid more and have pensions right like that's yeah. that's kind of the thing
0: i will say i uh gronk had a really good joke after this happened
1: i he, didn't i didn't see it what he said
0: he basically it was just like all power to you, keekly like that's great like wishing you nothing but the best and then he paused and immediately goes so when you're coming back nice and i'm like <laughs> like holy shit gronk gronk is a lot smarter than we ever thought he was because that was yeah. a brilliant little meta joke at all the fucking media that keeps asking him that stupid question where he's clearly happy doing what he's doing right
1: now do you think he fucking hates patriots fans now i wouldn't be
0: surprised if he does i wouldn't be surprised if he hates a large subset
1: yeah yeah maybe, maybe maybe doing that phrasing it that way is not fair right but i can imagine man when you talk about what football did to you and the kind of emotional place uh it put you in and then like every fucking off season it's like is Grant coming back is Grant coming back like and then they take his words out of context. or be my meat
0: puppet i want you to sacrifice yourself for me and it there's a difference between the fan who just loves watching you play and the fan who doesn't see you as a person that's that's the problem the fans who do not see these players as people there are there are a lot of great fans who who look at the and they just they take it in and they're just thankful to be seeing the athletes that they are and the cool stuff and yes it's disappointing for them when a player they like hangs it up or gets hurt or something like that but then there's these other fans that just see these people as their tools of entertainment Mm -hmm. they do not see them as people they're the ones who like Curse out families on Twitter when their fantasy team doesn't perform. Those are the people, those are the toxic fans that suck. Yes. Fuck those people. Gronk is going to do what he wants to do, and he's earned that right. So mm-hmm. stop asking him all that shit. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Staying on Kind of Patriots, there was a, an amusing amusing little scandal, tiny little scandal, but nothing's probably going to come out of it terribly big deal uh julian edelman jumped on the hood of someone's mercedes which yeah. people are like whoa whoa he can't do that at the same time i'm kind of like hey it sounded like he was having a pretty fun party and i would love to jump on the hood of someone's mercedes like yeah like, I, feel like julian every, edelman I feel like everyone wins rich, Julian, part julian part the the edelman
1: spent spent a night so he got arrested uh for yeah. it and spent the night in the drunk tank like he apparently had a good time i don't fucking know uh the the dude is probably gonna julian edelman's probably gonna like get him a new car or something
0: Yeah, and he has the money to like repair the damage like he i don't know the circumstances of jumping on the mercedes but as far as like scandals go that's pretty low
1: yeah he didn't yeah, like really. smash
0: it with a sledgehammer he didn't attack anyone he didn't punch a woman he just jumped on the hood of a mercedes it sounds like it was a pretty rocking time
1: This is, this is less, this is, this scandal is less uh, exciting to me than the one uh, where the Snapchat girl uh, took a selfie of herself in bed with Julian Edelman. This, this, this scandal is less juicy to me than that one.
0: Yeah, this, this didn't really feel like much to me. I, I, I feel like I saw more Patriots fans getting preemptively upset about the outcry against yeah. Julian Edelman yeah, than no, there actually was outcry. Like, I didn't really see anyone particularly upset that Julian Edelman jumped on a Mercedes. They're just like, oh, that was stupid of him. And that seemed like the only thing most other fans felt, but I saw a lot of Patriots fans, like, instantly get defensive, just like, oh, 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 he's not incredibly perfect. Oh, the- because they're-, they're just so used to being hated and everything. It's just like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. In terms of actually scary Actual scandals that might get a lot bigger yeah. and are hilarious and stupid. Uh, so LSU won the <laughs> national championship game. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was close for a little while there, and then they and they then just looked like a better team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. I I keep forgetting how long college football games go. They feel so long. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. it beat down. I was just bored for the entire second half of that game. But congratulations to LSU. Uh, in the aftermath. Odell Beckham Jr., a prominent LSU grad, or well, not oh, grad, but former LSU student and athlete, he was having a good time on the field, just handing out dollar bills to players. He was just <laughs> handing them money, which is kind of an odd thing, but uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, That has become quite a thing. And there's even more to it. Obviously, people are thinking about it like, is this an NCAA violation because he gave the players money? Which like, holy shit, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Who gives a shit? They just won the championship. You you already screw them out of so much. Let OBJ give them a hundred bucks. Fuck off, NCAA. If any sanctions come down on LSU because Odell, because a former player was happy for the players and just gave them some money. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, NCAA. But the funnier part of all this is that apparently in the party, he slapped a cop's ass and now there's an arrest warrant out for OBJ by oh the New Orleans police because he slapped a cop's butt in the locker room. It's
1: so fucking stupid. Jesus so Christ. so stupid. This is like this is not when it, when I heard about like an Odell Beckham scandal. This is not like <laughs> this. Is, I, I wasn't you know and maybe this is like the media poisoning my brain. This this wasn't like this wasn't what I expected. I wasn't expecting it to be something fun and frivolous and and Odell Beckham Jr. looks like the the like good guy in the end. You know what I mean. Like, the the guy that hasn't really done anything wrong just kind mm-hmm. of been weird, um, which, you know.
0: That's kind of, as as somebody who's been subjected to the Odell nonsense firsthand right. because I was a fan of the team he was on for many years, Um, that's what a lot of his scandals are. A that's lot of fa- the scandals are— That's super are fair,
1: yeah. I mean, the kicking of the, the, the thing. The, the The
0: kicking net. Everyone hates him for kicking the kicking net, but it's like— why? What was wrong with that? So uh, he's hes obviously a, a kind of selfish. He's obviously a bit of a drama llama. But at the same time, like he's not punching women. He's not he's doing also- a lot of other shit. A lot of his antics are fun. They're yeah. funny. They're yeah, enjoyable. He's got a
1: really good sense of humor.
0: And by all accounts, he's a great teammate and a uh-huh. good friend. So... Yeah. A lot of it is obviously stuff that he's going to bring on himself because he, he obviously clearly likes the spotlight. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. this shouldn't be a big deal. They're all celebrating. No. They're all in a locker room. He slapped the cop's butt. He didn't punch the cop. He didn't no. kick the cop in the nuts. He didn't call the cop a pig or anything like that. He just slapped the cop's butt like mm-hmm. everyone in the locker room will ever do. It's all they do is slap ass. Just just let them have fun. They just won the championship. Fuck off.
1: Oh on. Oh boy.
0: <sighs> football is so stupid.
1: Yeah, football's dumb. Football's football fucking dumb,
0: dude. <laughs> football is so dumb. Ah, uh, We should probably end on something that I don't really have an outlet for this. Yeah. So right, I'm just right. I'm just going to I'm just going to say it here while we have like a few minutes left. Um if don't care about the Oscars. God. the oscars are not worth giving a shit about and the oscar nominations came out this year like earlier this week everyone got all up in arms because well they didn't nominate enough people of color they didn't nominate any women things the oscars haven't been doing for a while now
1: yeah and right. it's, this is this is a thing we do every year and then like, we always forget
0: don't be mad about it because the Oscars are not worth being mad at. Here's the thing that I don't know if how many people actually know this, but the instant I learned this, I lost any respect I had for the Oscars as a show, as an actual legitimate award. The Oscars, mm-hmm. nominations, and stuff like that are the results of campaigns.
1: Yeah. Yes. Literally. I feel like studios, people don't know this. Studios campaign
0: for their films and actors within their films and everything to be nominated. Like they they put money behind it. Like this actor that came up in like a film, the studio will put money into advertising this actor's performance and every, like and I feel this kind of happening with Marriage Story. I feel like that's been the strongest uh-huh. element of it. Yeah. Marriage Story feels like it's being heavily marketed for the awards for the acting. Like they're just shoving the the two actors out there just like, "Look, Look at all this. Look at this. And that's the thing. Like, it's not It's not this committee of people who are judging every film equally and deciding right. who that they feel should be nominated. It's campaigns. It's yes. money is fueling it. So when you see things like, oh, Toni Collette not getting a nomination for Hereditary, which was bullshit in every sense. Mm-hmm. If you saw that movie, you understand she deserved right. all the awards for it. But you realize those are just the movies that the studios aren't campaigning for. They think they probably have the best chance of pulling in an award if they push some money behind this actor who had a good performance in this one movie. So they stick that. It's all politics. Yes. All of it's politics. None 100%. of these awards are fucking legitimate. Well,
1: there right. are, it's, it's all politics. And so not don't just, give a shit. It's not just campaigning in general. It's campaigning to like a very very small group of people who probably haven't even watched like all the like the a lot of them haven't I, they, they've they've
0: talked to like some of the selectors. like it's a pretty wide pool of voters uh, they i thought i was always under the impression that it was like a secret cabal of people in a back yeah. room who were watching everything it was just a, a group of very esteemed higher up old stuffy white men colleagues which has its own fucking problems which explains mm-hmm. a lot but it's it's wider than that and it's just a lot of people who haven't seen half of the movies like mm-hmm. they they've gone on just like oh it's like an older actor who hasn't seen half the movies well th- that's not fair judgment is it if they haven't right. seen no. some of the movies and part of the reason they've seen some other of the movies is because the campaigns have sent them and pushed it on them yes so it's exactly all None of the Oscars are legitimate. There's no real reason to be
1: that upset. The, the Oscars would be better off if they died. Uh, yeah. Yo, this is, this is my take, right? That, that I tweeted this a little bit ago, but like my, my thing is that awards show, nothing of value would be lost if we just didn't have any awards shows for uh, media and entertainment properties. Like no, nothing, nothing of value would be lost. And in fact, art would be made better because it wouldn't be made knowing that if a selection committee liked it, a selection committee of largely uh, like privileged, like white dudes like old, it old, old, rich, nonsense. Yeah, exactly. It, it wouldn't be made uh, knowing that if they like it a lot or we will be more successful and make more money. You know? Yeah.
0: It's all crap. That's why we have things like Oscar bait movies, exactly. Which are just which is where Mary's you can story. see Yeah, you can see the pandering. You can yes. see the like take me seriously shit. Because they're not making a movie to make to realize like an artistic vision. They're making a movie to kind of pander up in their careers. That's mm-hmm. what they're kinda of doing. It's all crap. Yeah. Don't give shit. Like Please. when's the last like Everyone gets mad every year, just like, oh, these films got nominated, these films didn't. Like, this film won. Like, when's the last time you thought about, like, a previous Oscar winner? Like, or oh, that got determined. Like, when's the last time you thought about the artist?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really only... The only ones you think about are the ones that didn't deserve it, right? Yeah, the the like, only... Like Birdman, yeah, right? The Birdman the, is the only one that I can remember offhand. And I was like, that movie was fine. Whatever. But it was obviously clearly
0: designed to pander to, like, the old guard who appreciates certain things. Like, the, again, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. true that, like, the most notable Oscar results are the ones where everybody's kind of like, well, that didn't deserve it. Right. The yes. wrong choices are better known than the right ones. Nobody mm-hmm. remembers Shakespeare in Love, except for the fact that Saving Private Ryan didn't get Best Picture because exactly. of Shakespeare in Love, which pretty... Shakespeare and Love made zero cultural impact whatsoever, except Good for the movie. fact that like everyone that movie, knows it was a yes. fucking mistake.
1: Agreed. Agreed 100%.
0: So don't – That. that's what I'm going to end this show on. Not football. Just don't waste your energy on caring about the Oscars. We saw yeah. what happened several years ago when the Oscars So White hashtag started trending because they didn't nominate any trending, black people yeah. or people yeah. of color – and then the very next year, you could feel the pandering because all of a sudden they were nominating a lot of people of color and they gave Moonlight the award for Best Picture. And even though you're like, these are all good films and I'm glad they got nominated, you couldn't help shake the feeling. They're like,
1: this, they're making
0: up this was a swerve. This was an attempt to, you know, fix the problem from last year. And then the very it's, next year, they give it's. Green Book the award, which was a joke. Right. And they didn't nominate a whole bunch of women and people of color again. And now we're having the exact same problem. They didn't nominate a whole bunch of women and people of color again. They're not worth getting mad about. No. Just stop watching it. Stop caring. Let the Oscars die.
1: Because they're already dying. Not not to. But let's let's end on on a more uh, 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 a more uplifting note. The Oscars are already dying. I believe last year the viewership was down a full 20% uh, from the year before. This year, I can only imagine that it's going to be even fucking worse. Uh, just because, like, I, I mean, man, no one cares. Like, the the best thing the Oscars are for right now are for drinking games and being mad on Twitter. And, like, people are kind of getting sick of the being mad on Twitter part, right? yeah. I, like, so I, I cannot imagine that this will that this year will be good uh, for the Oscars. I think that for the Oscars to survive, they'll have to like actually you know watch the good movies and judge the good movies and be better and and be younger right yes uh, younger, younger is absolute
0: key if they if uh, the oscars want to survive they need to pull in more young talent the upcoming talent that people like my generation and the zoomers yes. are watching and are excited to see i don't give a fuck about meryl streep i've seen meryl yeah. streep for 30 years fuck meryl streep yeah. go retire she, she retire, has, retire has,
1: bitch yeah and have a maximum you can <laughs> yeah. only get like five you can only get get five in your life you can only get five but, of them, and then you're done then you're fucking done
0: Bust Um, out the old people for, like, the the Lifetime Achievement Awards. There you go. Or, like, the Memorial Awards. Like, bring out, like, the old guard for, like, one or two presentations. Other than that, put some young people up there.
1: Yeah. Oh, and also, also, like, the technical shit that people are actually, like, impressed by. Yeah. Right? Like, fucking score, sound design, like, lighting, fucking makeup. Come on. Fucking televise all that good shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how you. That's how you fix the Oscars, if you want. If if any. We fix
0: a lot of things right. on the podcast, and it's very distressing that nobody has implemented our policies, and I'm getting pretty pissed about it.
1: Yep. Agreed. But
0: all we can do is fight the good fight, and continue fighting the good fight, and hope that sometimes people listen.
1: You know, but- I would love it if they did the Oscars like they did the NBA All Star Game fuck it give everyone a vote movies are for the people
0: yeah i mean there's going to be a lot of dumb movies get nominated because
1: don't care general general
0: going audiences go see bad movies a lot but at the same time like those movies have made more of a cultural impact because more people see them and more people talk about
1: them we live in a capitalist society right so so that is that is a a distinct measure of actual quality is how much money a movie makes and how popular that's that is the society we live in, so fucking whatever. Make it democratized. It'll be funny and shitty and weird and good. And... There's gonna
0: be a whole lot of bonkers shit, but at least we will have made the bad decisions.
1: Yeah, exactly. At least let us own it. Anyway, Sam. If you want my if you want my other good takes, you can follow me on Twitter at samgrezes s a m g r e s z e s and on Twitch and Instagram at robots fighting dinosaurs. Dave.
0: I'm Draw play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Draw play Dave, on Facebook at the Draw play Comic, on Instagram at DrawPlayDave, and of course on the Championship weeks coming up. Can't wait. Fuck the Oscars. Peace. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is. Wait. You can't be Commander Shepard. I'm Commander Shepard. Okay, we're both Commander Shepard. And we're here to tell you about our favorite podcast on the Citadel. Do you like narrative video games with deeply developed characters? What about exploring complicated moral quandaries like romancing aliens? Then you should be listening to Reignite. A show where two friends take a 10-year-old video game way too seriously. And sometimes not seriously enough. I'm Commander Shepard. And I'm Commander Shepard. We should go.